0: Welcome back to your final bonus episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast in 2020. This is our last podcast episode for this year, but don't worry, guys, because season seven is starting in the end of January. It was important for me to put out one little more bonus episode this year because going into this year's holidays, I think there is a weird feeling going on, at least in my brain, of how bad I need a break. And yet also at the same time, I feel like I haven't done anything. I know you guys feel this too. It's like it's like you need to get away from the world that you've been just marinating in for a while, even if it's just in your own house, just not doing the same activities or not doing the same computer job or that kind of a thing. So I personally uh, definitely am going to take some time to myself in the end of December, beginning of January. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I've kind of made my hobby talking about acting, even when I'm not acting, <laughs> boxed myself into a beautiful, lovely artistic corner, and I am going to take a little break, um, take some time, especially because season seven is coming out next year, along with a whole bunch of stuff that you're going to see from One Broke Actress throughout the next couple of months, which is really exciting, but I think that taking time for ourselves is really important. and. I really want to encourage you to spend the next four to six weeks doing things for yourself. Uh, The holidays can become pretty selfless, typically in a year with things like traveling and things like gifting for people and giving away your time and energy. But this year we kind of give it a pass on all of that. So I just want to check in. I want to let you guys know kind of what I am planning on doing and uh, give you a little bonus coming at the end of this episode. So, for myself personally, I am going to take from about a week before Christmas to a week after New Year to step completely away from the actor sphere. Sure, I'll watch movies or TV, but I'm just going to take myself out of reading scripts or working material or self taping and also away from, for example, one broke actress thing. So, I'm going to try not to write a ton of blog posts or record any episodes during that time because. You just kind of lose passion for something if you're doing it 24-7, right? It's like you're missing for the forest, for the trees, if you drop yourself into this situation too often. So that is what I'm really going to be doing. I'm really going to be focusing on taking a breather. I'm going to read a shit ton of books. (laughs) I'm going to read some magazines. I'm going to read fiction. I'm going to read some self-help fun books. Uh, We're going to have a new book club book out by this time, so you guys will have heard all about that. But yeah, I just really want to find a different rhythm for a little while than the one that I've been living in because we all know that next year is going to look very similar as it does right now for a little while. There is hope on the horizon. We're going to get there. I just think back to an earlier podcast this season, uh, I think the very beginning of season six when I cried recording the beginning because we were just so lost. Now we have more of a direction to push for, and I know we are going to get there. It's just taking a few extra breaths each day to get us there. And I think if changing your routine for a period of time will do that for you, then that means it's really important. I also wanted to talk about gifting this year. Do not do not sleep on the Agent Manager Holiday Gifting Podcast episode. It's chock full of good information. If you haven't listened to that yet, please go listen to it. You need to know what you do and do not need to do this year, and that will really set up some beautiful guidelines for you. I also think that knowing what you want to ask for from people is important. I know a lot of you uh, get gifts from your parents or significant others or close friends, and figuring out what actually would benefit you after this year is hard, right? Because our mind has been wrapped around Zoom meetings and sweatpants and, you know, People love cookies and bottles of wine and all this stuff, but taking a, a, a bird's-eye view and looking at it and thinking, what do I actually need in my life? And if you're anything like me over the past couple of months, you've probably gotten rid of a bunch of stuff. I have cleaned out my closet maybe five times. I've gotten rid of bags and bags of clothes, old makeup. By the way, if you haven't opened your makeup bag, I can't recommend it enough because I think all of my products from before quarantine started have expired by now. I should confirm this with a makeup artist, but I'm pretty sure I need to get rid of all of the stuff in there that's been opened. You know, it's just a a really interesting time to ask for gifts or take in new things because we've really been clearing out a lot of space because we've been stuck in the same space for the past 10 months. So I think it's important to focus in this year. If you have the privilege of getting gifts, Figure out what you need for yourself going on into next year. Does that mean you do actually need some makeup? Does that mean you actually need some clothes that fit the person that you have become? Because that might have changed in the past year. Do you need, you know, a fitness membership because that has become a part of your life? Or a meditation? You know, that kind of stuff. I also think that looking at what you need in your career is really important. And I'm not saying you're going to get a theatrical agent for Christmas. But, like, what I'm saying is think about what this next year is going to hold. It's going to hold a continuation of at-home auditions. It's going to hold Zooms for callbacks, potentially, constantly. Think about how much money and time casting is saving by just doing this from home. It's going to hold self-tapes. On a level that we've maybe never dealt with before because the industry will be back on, knock on wood, by the end of spring, fully, hopefully, but they will be negative time and negative money. And what is the fastest way to get actors in and out of rooms is to have them self-tape. So that is why in a few moments you're going to hear a special bonus episode with Alicia Oxy, who you all probably know from the podcast that one audition, as well as she was on this podcast previously, and Anna Madrid from Put Me On Self Tape. These ladies have been doing tons and tons of courses and things for actors over the last couple of months, and I think what they've developed is a really beautiful thing. And they have specialty classes that you can do during your free time when you wish so you don't need to necessarily sign up for a class that fits a specific time schedule things like that Um, there is a special link for us in the show notes that will give you access to a buy one get one of their classes if you just go to the show notes there's a special link that says put me on self-tape bonus classes it is in there for you to check out at the end of this podcast I'll have you check it out again but I think that would make a beautiful Christmas present for those of you who are My A-type actors, you know I'm always talking to you, who have trouble putting the business away for a period of time. I think knowing you have classes, you have permanent access to and can do on your own schedule, maybe between auditions next year when you need a little tune-up. Or for those of you who just can't give yourself a break over Christmas, this is a lovely way to be prepared for next year while also maintaining your own built-in schedule. I am such a fan. I was able to take some of their classes this past year. I think what they're doing is amazing. They both have a love for this as an art and also as a business. So think of this as my Christmas gift to you guys I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, and uh, stay tuned at the end because I'll come in and chat with you a little bit. Without further ado, please enjoy this bonus episode with Alicia and Anna. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to be talking with Anna and Alicia. They are two beautiful women behind lots of different things in the world. You've, of course, heard Alicia already on the podcast previously in her full episode. And Anna I've talked to a couple of times in different pieces on Instagram stories with Put Me On Self Tape. And combined, they are doing lots of cool things right now for actors in terms of self-taping, in terms of working on their own acting and branding and, and what they come off as in their auditions at home so they are here in this bonus feature to share with us five hot tips that they can give us for your self-taping now they have a ton of other good information and I've been lucky enough to take some of their classes with them that were live some of the classes that were pre-taped and they're fantastic I learned a lot from them just so you guys know these are like the tip of the iceberg so hi ladies
1: hi Hi. (laughs) thanks for having
0: us so excited to be here with you yeah (laughs) welcome to this mid-december los angeles day
1: (laughs) (laughs) what an odd day that today is like so warm and a couple of days ago i was freezing my ass off i go from like putting on the fireplace to like sweating now i'm in a tank top like what is life sorry for anybody that's listening to this that's like in vancouver Right.
0: <laughs> true, true. And in which case your uh acting auditions are probably more prevalent, so you'll be okay with the worst Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll use these hot tips yeah, in more the given take. Will. Exactly, exactly. So I think this is a fun time actually to get into this stuff because a lot of actors Uh, haven't been auditioning or haven't gotten auditions or are thinking ahead to, like, next year. And I don't know about you guys, but I know that my type A actors who listen to our actor podcast are the type of people who are always preempting. They always want to be on top of their shit before it gets there. So let's talk a little bit about self-tapes and what we can learn now for our future bookings because we know there's a vaccine coming. There's a light on the horizon. We will get back to regular auditioning.
2: Yeah, and, you know – I feel like even pre-pandemic the trend for self-tapes was already increasing and I think even without pandemic they're not going anywhere. In fact, I think they'll be more prevalent. It's easier to get um talents from different states to, you know, or countries. You know, I had a client from Ireland who was like, "My agent told me to get ready because they're shooting here and I could go out for American shows." Yeah. So, um which sucks for us American actors, but if they're filming locally over there because they can, then it's, they, they're, they have to strike while the iron is hot, basically. So, you know, I think it's really important. Um, one of the hot tips that I'm going to give you guys uh, today is let's talk about lighting, right? Yes. Yes. Because- a lot of, I've, you know, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, I sat through a ton of those casting director workshops and like, you know, interviews and all of that. And a lot of them would just, you know, say, it's okay, just get in front of the window and you'll be fine. And I'm not a fan of that, you know, because. <laughs> Getting in front of the window can wreak havoc on your self-tape, especially if you have longer auditions like a a series regular or a guest star. It might take you an hour, an hour and a half. If you have different setups for different types of scene where you have to sit or stand, the light will be changing quickly and you won't be able to keep up. You know, I think if you have a co-star, great, use light, the daylight, but if you don't, It's just going to give you more problems. And, you know, I remember when you posted that blog about um, you don't need an actor website anymore, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was very good. And I was like, let me do a little inspecting. So I – Got in touch with one of the ABC execs, who is my mentor, and she confirmed it. She was like, we don't look at actor websites. If you're going to get anything, if you're going to spend any money on anything, get your self-tape studio set up. So I really think it's important to invest in lighting. And, you know, I have all the gear recommendations on my website for free. You can go there and get all the equipment that I use. I have budget options. I have higher price point options. You know, just depending on your needs. But if you want to plan ahead for next year, I would just say start getting your studio set up.
1: You know? Yeah, and I just want to add to that as far as the lighting goes as well because using natural light, we think, oh, okay, even even somebody that's listening right now, they're like, I have an audition tomorrow. I'm just going to use the natural light still. It ends up doing – it depends on what your complexion does too because sometimes when I use natural lighter in the past, I'd end up looking orange or I would look too red. So you can't control how you are looking. And what I love about Anna's Find Your Light, um, it actually also helps you – you can play around to see what fits best for your skin tones. Mm -hmm. That's where I think you really pop. So it's not even just making sure we see you. It's making sure we actually see you clearly and you're not – Looking like, you know, like you're in an alien movie when you're not supposed to be looking like you're in an alien movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a reason that when you put on a lot of makeup and you go outdoors, you feel very um, haggard.
1: Yes. 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 So I just wanted to add that in. So it's not just even about making sure you can see. It's also making sure you're not going in the room. So they're not, like you just said, they're not going to look at you and see you in person and be like, oh, oh, Sam's skin looks like this, they're going to see you on tape. So let's really make sure how you're presenting yourself is really you're lit in the best way. And also you can manipulate. You can, like, have nicer light when you need to look pretty. And you can turn down the light when you need – if you're a very attractive person and you're going out for a more character role, you can manipulate that with your lighting as well. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in there as a tip.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great, because I think there's also something to be said about a lot of actors who are currently, like, surviving this pandemic, especially in our big cities, might not be able to afford places that have good natural lighting. I, have, I always say to my friends, like,
1: good natural light is often for the rich. Like, it's hard to find those beautiful right. angles in an apartment. <laughs> and do not rely on your apartment lights. My apartment lights are horrendous. It looks so, so, so bad. And even with – you'd be surprised how cheap you can get lights. Yeah, they're really affordable right now, um, really affordable. and they last
2: for a really long time. You know, the LEDs lights, I mean, you, you really get a bang for your buck
1: with them. Great. Get your light on. First tip, find your light. The next tip that I want Anna to go crazy on because is um, finding your frame. I, when I started manipulating what to use for my frame, um, anybody that's seen that one audition, I actually shot down on myself. I framed myself in a certain way that allowed there to be danger. And it was the first time, and this was, I taped this, it was probably seven years ago, when I just started becoming really comfortable with the camera and using it as the character in the scene to really set the tone. But Anna's... Um, Anna's course on it goes even more in-depth. I didn't even know that you could, like, frame a certain way for multicam or for single cam or it just – Anna, you go. You talk about it. You're... <laughs> well, you know, um, I think a lot of the um, –
2: it's, it's the myth of stillness that I feel makes actors feel s- – feel stifled when they get in front of the camera to shoot their scene, right? I think I remember coming here and taking my first on-camera audition class, and a lot of it was just hammering, like, you have to be still, you have to be still. And I look back at the tapes that I did back then, and I can feel my impulse to move, and I can see myself thinking, make sure you don't move an inch. And that that's just not true, you know? And I feel like once I started working with actors and putting working actors on tapes for their audition and I began to see how comfortable they felt in the frame how they didn't feel constricted but started to use it as a tool for their storytelling I was like My mind was blown um, because I was like, wait, you can move and you should move because film and TV are visual mediums. Behavior is part of our storytelling. So yeah, using the frame, feeling like it's a friend and not a foe, right? So how do we um, create danger? And, you know, a lot of times I feel like casting directors will give you the chest up angle, right? And so you think you have to follow those rules. I don't. I'm going to follow what I need to tell the story. Now, will I spend the majority of the time in that frame? Sure, but you don't have to stay there the entire time. So I think feeling a little bit more freedom within the frame and start looking at it from creative standpoints of, like, how can I use this to create a moment of danger or a moment of threat or a moment of intimacy is going to just make it more fun. you got to think of yourself kind of like a director. So. Mm. Learn a little bit about how when you're watching TV, be like, oh, that's an interesting angle. You know, start taking notes of how uh, stories use the frame.
1: Yes.
0: I love that because it also adds on more than just – I get very – when I get an audition, once I feel like I know what it is, I get very focused on uh, what I look like. So I'm like, what's the wardrobe? What's the hair? What's the makeup? And I think especially the ladies, like we can get very like like micro with all of these things. So to put something else in our arsenal that's not so much about – our physical bodies is just another tool to yeah. carry with us.
1: And another tip on um, framing, which I started to have a lot of liberty with, and when we've been teaching ourselves tape classes. Don't be afraid when you're at home to use a frame that tells the story like cap- what you're capturing in the frame tells the story. So if you don't have a gorgeous, you know, gray or blue background and this scene takes place at an office and you're sitting at a desk, then frame yourself in an appropriate way to see A little bit of the dust, but make sure what is in your frame is not distracting. I think we've all seen that video that went viral of that poor kid where the director just went ham on him about what they saw in the back of his frame. That was him. He should have just paid attention to his frame. Now, that director was an asshole, so he should never have done that. But just when you're setting it up, just like when you care so much about wardrobe and what you look like, set up your frame. For however you want to present the danger or the conflict or, or and then check your frame. What yeah. is, is there a light switch in the frame? Is your, is your, you know, if I framed over here in the kitchen and you're sitting at a desk, do you see all my kid's child, uh, artwork in the background? Just have to like, you have to treat the person that is watching your tape, like a three-year-old watching a cartoon, anything is going to distract you. Yeah. So if it's going to be distracting to you, may it serve the story. That's what I always just, we really in our self-tapes have honed in on. And that's the thing that Anna and I think also learned in doing self-tape May and um, self-tape Slay Timber. So many um, people brought forth their creativity and did use, they used a dresser or they used parts of their floor and it worked if it worked, if it was part of moving the story forward. Now, if you're just doing it because like sometimes there was a, a guy that kneeled in front of a door now it did nothing to tell the story so it was distracting so just you have to discern what is telling the story and what is not and you have to be your own um director so we always say you know like shoot your rehearsal go back and look and be like oh where did your eyes just go to so all the cables in the corner
2: frame that up yeah right it's about um uh, be intentional about what you put in the frame for everything and that includes hair makeup clothing you know mm-hmm. everything needs to be intentional
0: Great. Do you have tips uh, in any of your current classes about um, wall backgrounds? I think a lot of actors kind of get hung up on that sometimes. Yeah, in the
2: Find Your Light, I talk a little bit about different backgrounds and colors because not
1: every color works for every skin. Great. So, yeah. <laughs> so go, yeah, go check out that. I mean, it's it's so informational, and I think that Anna's two courses that she put together are so intricate yet simple and I think it's a great reference point every time you get an audition to have a checklist there and be like oh did I do this 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 and this and this it's it's so great and all all together
2: yeah because I feel I mean I'm kind of a rare bird where I've always been like a tech nerd and I know that a lot of artists tend to have like a block when it comes to technical stuff and they get really overwhelmed by it so I really try to break it down into like digestible concepts that are easy. I take you through it in a fun way so that you don't have to be scared of tech. Once, once you tackle it, it can be so much fun.
0: (laughs) And one of my favorite things in that class was the downloadable sheet about framing, Um, just a little one pager. I have it on my desktop. I look at it often. uh, And I I think that is so helpful because like with you said with blocks, there's a certain amount of, like, stuff that goes into these things, and we're like, how, how – I don't even want to do it because you get overwhelmed. But if you have a checklist and you just go through it, it's just like accomplishing any other task. Like, you get overwhelmed by redoing your reel. Okay, if you write out the steps that it's going to take and do one at a time, it's just so much
2: yeah, better. I think once you have a plan – and, the, and then the more you practice the plan, right? So because, you know, now it takes me five seconds, five, not even five minutes. I just put my lights, I do, and I go, you know. But two years ago, I was, like, fiddling and trying, you know. So it just it's you just have to practice.
0: Yeah, two years ago, I was panicking, trying to get, like, self-taped spots at the local places to go get taped. So right? I save myself a lot of stress now. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. stress.
1: And I think that's another like really big tip right now that people are anxious because it's the end of the year and this is normally when it's slow anyways, but with the pandemic people have been slower anyways is, and even before the pandemic, people were going to class and doing scene study class or doing audition technique, but there wasn't a lot about teaching you how to self tape. So like Anna said, we're such, we're artists and now we're kind of having to be responsible for this techie side. So that's why Anna and I really – even before the pandemic, we were already focusing on doing a self-tape class. I've been doing self-tapes since 2007, eight um, for a long time, and I just – I really love doing them. But get in a class that is practicing self-tapes right now because, like Anna said, it is not going away. And also – and or – and also, make sure you have a community base so that when you do get an audition um, – if you join one of our classes, you're in the Facebook group with a ton of people or build your community right now. Reach out to as many people as you can and be like, hey, if, if you get a tape, I'd love to help you. And if I get a tape, can you help me? We can do it over Zoom. Have And that's part of like have your reader, have your community ready to go now Instead of waiting till you get the audition and then you're scrambling, thinking, scrambling. Yeah. Oh my God, nobody's going to be able to do this. And then you're having your mom read lines with you or your partner. And then you're fumbling around with how to do, where should I look for this tape? So try and practice. Cause that even if you don't take class with us, I do think there's a lot of different places that are offering different ways to do self tapes. I'm, I think we're an incredible duo because Anna is so tech savvy. I'm very, um, in the character, in the artistic world, we kind of are a nice yin and yang to match each other. And our community is outstanding. I have learned so much yeah. from watching people that have come into our community and shared their artistry with us and how they do their tapes. And that's the one thing I love about our class, too, is we're doing the same set of sides. So it's an invaluable tool to get to see how somebody else does that exact same scene in their setup, and their choices. So it's not even just Anna and I leading the way. It's you learning with your community. Yeah. And then that community is built in. So then when you're like, oh, my God, I have an audition. I'm going to call June for class, or I'm going to do this. And you have a reader because readers, especially in self-tapes, are everything. If your reader is too close, that's that's
2: just – It can derail and make the self-tape distracting. So, I mean, I highly recommend get you at least five self-tape buddies. You know, keep them on a rotation so you don't tire anybody out um, and just make a commitment to support each other. And even if that means you form a self-tape practice group with five people um, so that you can keep it going and you guys can – send each other's tapes and review it. You know, for me, a lot of the times in class, what I would really say is, you know, build your visual arsenal, start getting ideas, how people are framing, how they're using the frame so that when you have a self tape, you know, three years from now, you might be like, Oh, I remember June did that really cool kind of entrance. Let me try that. But we don't get that as actors because for so many years, we've never shared our self tapes. So I think that that's really important. Like, build your visual arsenal of how you want to tell stories by watching other people's tapes.
1: Yeah. I think that's like one of the best tips that you can do. So you don't feel like you're an, an oasis or on an Island. And I wouldn't be surprised in the next few years if you don't, have to go into room or you're going into room maybe for producer sessions or work sessions and in this pre-read world or even the producer world might not even exist anymore for casting directors you know it just it is easier and it's kind of enjoyable that as an actor you can live in Austin Texas now or in you know in Minnesota and you can still be Have an edge in the game and and be competitive. So I consult a lot of actors that are all over the world, and they're always like, when should I move to L.A.? I'm like, no, 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 let L.A. call you and just get really good at your self-tapes because you never know who's going to see them. And when we did self-tape May, people were putting out their tapes, too, because you just never know who might see it or stumble upon it. That is social media is a nice tool. This is part of your artistry. Um, once you get really skilled at it and you make a badass self-tape, even if you don't book the role, put it out. That is part of your – that's your calling card to do. Put it out after it airs. After it – oh, yeah, right. right exactly.
0: <laughs> Follow the rules. Follow the rules. <laughs> I love what I love what you said about um, making it feel not so lonely by having the community because that is like – this job is so lonely. Like until you get to set, and especially now, and at least for the next like foreseeable six months or so, when you get to a set, you're not going to be, like, flooded with attention and time to rehearse. And, like, you might not even see another person's face until you get put into the scene. So having, you know, your human side, even if it's virtual for a while, is is so important. I mean, yeah.
2: acting itself is such a collaborative art, you know. I, I, to this day, you know, I work with a coach, Alicia. Where You know, like, we coach each other. Like, coaching is still a valuable tool because you still need an outside eye. To kind of see and direct and be like, hey, you think your face is doing something, but it's not. I'm reading it very differently. And there have been times where I'm like, wait, that's not what I meant. But it's it's because it's collaborative. So I really do miss that um, so much from being in the same room with my clients. Um, but, you know, that's why if we can do it via Zoom, then do
1: it. Start doing that now. Start doing it now. So you're like ready to go. And also I just want to say that I don't know if this would be a tip, but even when we go back to whatever is considered normal, the one thing that Anna and I talk about all the time in class and the reason why I even found Anna and her whole setup was because Bridget Regan came on that one audition and she talked about how Every time before she goes into a room, she goes and she works with Anna. And and I used to do that a lot, too, with a different friend where I would go and, and we would just see what does it look like. I'm going to tape myself doing it. So when I go into the room, I'm not going to ask Deb Aquila, like, how I'm going to do this. I'm going to be like, hey, can you watch? I am, Can you follow me? I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm going to show her what I'm doing. And, and then she's like, oh, what? she knows exactly what she's doing. So don't be afraid to practice. So if you have yourself taped set up, if you have that going, even when you go back into the room, make sure you still be it, you know, practice it in front so you don't have to be that actor that's like, can I move the chair or um, <laughs> is it okay if – because as soon as you hear that voice or you hear the question – They're not going to trust you on set. They're not going to trust you on set, and you're mm-hmm. putting the power into their hands, and you're, you're people-pleasing versus offering your service, and your service is what you've created, so make sure you create beyond just the character. You've created the the world, the frame, the how you're going to block everything. Um, so you can go with so much more confidence.
0: Yeah. Mm, it's like going to a job interview without your resume, right? Like you would never.
1: Well, and and also in a job interview, I remember in college because it's been a while since I've done one of those. You did mock <laughs> you did mock interviews. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, if they ask this question. I'm going to answer this question. Okay. So you kind of blocked out all the different scenarios that might happen. So we have to do that in our in our, um, in our our taping. So whether that's going in the room, like, let's go through every different scenario. Is there going to be a chair? Is it going to be a small room? Is it going to be a big room? What's it going to look like? Oh, okay. If it's this, I'm, I'm ready to go. It just gives you so much more confidence as an actor and makes you so – trustworthy as an actor and that's what they really really want to see is can I trust you to show up and not be the person that needs to be overly directed or handheld like you know I think especially
2: now with so much of the budget being inflated like they need you to not mess up takes because technically you don't know how to work with a camera do you know what I mean so like getting to practice that now is going to make you a better actor on set. Um, which is so obviously important, right? You could get – I saw somebody on a commercial kind of get pushed to background because they weren't hitting their marks. So you can get demoted on set. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. So, And, you know, for us, it's really important with our community, we're always encouraging giving actors agency. I think a lot Mm. of the times this – This feels so competitive and it really puts a lot of actors in a scarcity mentality where it turns into people pleasing or you don't know what you're allowed to do. And I put all that away. You know what I mean? Like like what Alicia said, we have a service that we're offering. You might like it. You might not like it. But the more confident and agency you take over your storytelling, it'll just – the energy shifts in the room for you.
0: Yes. Mm. And
1: that's what builds a career and not just a booking, right? Yeah. Like that's
0: it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, Sam, yes, because this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. If you're actually doing this career to be of service in the arts, to be a part of storytelling and changing people's lives, if that is your intention, if that is what your heart's purpose is, then it's always about going up the ladder and getting you know, better every year you're going up another step or every month, whatever that may be. So we constantly have to be in practice. We constantly have to be in um, evolution and growth with our artistry. And right now what is being called for as an actor is that you know how to do yourself tapes or you're just Mm going to, you're going to go to the wayside and you might get a booking every once in a while, but it's literally going to be a coincidence. It's not going to be because you've, you've orchestrated, a career for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Do you
0: guys have more stuff for
1: me? This is so much. I feel like we've covered a ton. I know we did. I think so. We did. Um, we have. I think our. I, we might have kind of hit it. Our, our fifth. The fifth tip is really. I think with self tapes, people get so excited about. Okay. So you've got the lighting. You've got the frame. You've got your words. You got your wardrobe. on, you are done all this. People forget, and Anna kind of touched on this before, to create the worlds, and like, mm. and she kind of referenced mm. it before, is like. Um, being so still. So really making sure what is going on in the world. What is your, what is the prior, what's your jumping off point? What happened just a second ago? And making sure that whole world is filled in the frame.
2: Yeah, so that you can activate you know, even if you just have a backdrop, you can bring it to life. You know, that's why black box theaters can still work, right? Our imagination brings people into story, but if you haven't thought about all the details that are in the room with you, then you're just in a void.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, what I and mean? you're just and you're just a person saying lines, which is why when you see in self tape. Uh, classes you'll see some people just stand there and then you'll see other people and you you're holding your breath because you're on the edge of the seat or you're so activated with emotion because you're so in their world right now you can create a world without saying one word so to me I always say it's not about the words it's about the world you've created inside and outside so don't forget about mm. the outside what are your thoughts on props in that world creation um to prop or not the prop i think <laughs> i think it depends um if it services the story and make sure there's an em- emotional reason for that prop to exist is it inside the story um or is it are you just doing it because you just wanted to show something
0: yeah because i feel like a lot of
2: actors kind of get caught in like i'm going to make my take different yes I'm gonna make it interesting. So let me layer on stuff, and I'll I'll use a steth- stethoscope because that's interesting. And it's like, what's interesting is your acting, is <laughs> yeah. your essence, is yeah. your truth, not anything that you layer on top of it. So if you're missing that foundation, I don't care how many props you have, <laughs> I'm not gonna be in the story with you.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a good way of putting it. Does the prop allow you to be – to stay in story and to stay in with your character? Is it an action that you need to actually uh, really – are you holding something so it actually feels like you're holding something? Then great. Then that you know that – and then you'll know when to put it down because your character knows when to put it down. But if you're just holding – the like I can't tell you how many actors we've seen in self-tape classes where they're just awkwardly holding – the the glass for a long time and it's up here it's like that snl skit where it's like i don't know what to do with my (laughs) (laughs) hand and it's and we all do it again it comes down to practice Mm -hmm. you have to watch yourself back and say oh am i holding this wine glass because of a um because it's within story and the character needs this wine glass make if if i'm holding a wine glass in a scene and it's up here the whole time. Maybe I am somebody who has a lot of fear of um, intimacy, where it's a very intimate conversation. So I'm clutching that wine glass for dear life. Now I've given it an emotional reason. So anytime that person asks me a personal question, I might take a, gla- a drink. See, I've made it. I've given it an emotional reason to exist in my scene. So then I activate it. So when he's asking me questions, I'm like, drink, 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 drink. But if I don't create that and I'm just holding it, you know, when an actor is holding it. Versus a character who is making an emotional choice that we might, as characters, not even be cognitively aware of. Yeah. It's like this just human beings. Like what we're. Do- I'm talking with my hands a lot, but if I was just holding them here in the scene, I just <laughs> <I'd> look weird. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and oh, this man. is a,
2: this is a bonus one, right? Because we have five. Number mm-hmm. six. I'm just gonna give you a bonus one. Great. I think actors need to let go of whatever um, gets in the way of them being able to look at themselves with a critical eye. So many mm. of, our, of our students are like, oh, I hate watching myself on screen. That's your job, boo-boo. Like, Get over you it. You have to be a technician, and you have to know when to step outside of the world and really look at it like a director, right? Am I telling story there? Am I believable? And not thinking about how you look.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: because it's not about vanity, it's about
0: story.
1: Good bonus, Anna. girl. Yes.
0: I think we were. I think we were polluted by actors, uh, really famous actors, in interviews being like, "Um, I never watch my own films." I'm like, really? Get out of here.
1: <laughs> and and if people haven't heard this story, I lo- always love sharing this. Like Daniel Day-Lewis on uh, "There Will Be Blood" would not. Watch. he doesn't watch the dailies to the point where the director was finally like, I need you to like I need you to come and watch the dailies because he was so far off on character. So they reshot the first three days and once he watched himself, he was like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm just not So even the best of the best there's something about being in character and not having to see it, but you need to go check yourself. And honestly, we're not at the Daniel Day-Lewis level. So that is part of your skill set is to be able to watch yourself and just get better and better about it. That's why I think being in a self-tape class, doing your own self-tapes, having a self-tape community, you can start to be like, oh, I blink a lot when I talk. I need to create more content. I need to be more, more confident in who my character is so that I, I'm not blinking that whole time. You know, you just you need to know what your your things are, so mm-hmm. you can work on them. That's part of the growth and evolution and going up the stairs as an actor, and every year getting getting better.
2: As much time as we spend trying to figure out what our essence and our branding is, and what looks I need to have for my headshots, you also need to look at your product and see, you know, how do I come across as a person in front of the screen, yes. in right. front of the frame. That's yes. probably the most
1: important. Yeah, that is the most important, by far the most important, yes. So
0: now that our actors have heard all this, nothing really gets me excited about a self-tape than learning things about self-tapes. So just hearing this, I'm like, oh, I want to go practice something. How can people get involved in your guys' classes? What's coming up? What's happening this month? Like, give us all the details.
1: Ooh, yes. Uh, (laughs) Well, we wanted to be able to... Because Anna and I also work as actors. We did a lot of self-tape uh, classes this year, kind of figuring out all the traps and then giving tips or, and allowing you to see other people act, actually inhabit those tips and how the, the story and the character still comes to life and what's in the frame. So we have put together a Master Yourself Tape course so you can do it on your own time there are sides within it to practice there are examples of other people doing it within it and so it works as a class so you can um you can be anywhere in the world and do this now so if Anna and I aren't teaching cause we're going to teach a couple times next year live so now this class is available so it goes into so much more depth than what we just discussed here with so many more specific traps like How do you do horror in a self-tape or triage or action, activity? There's so many things that I think even as new actors or working actors, you forget what to do and how to do it Um, and what not to do. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so the Master Yourself tape will have uh, modules, the first one being all about tech. So we take you through exporting your files and the settings. Oh, by the way,
0: that was so helpful when you showed how to make it small and all these things. I was like, things I never thought about before. Great.
2: Yeah, so we include all of that in the tech session. Then we have insider tips where we talk a little bit more about different genres and network versus TV. I mean, network versus streaming and all that stuff. And then we do self Seven self-tape challenges that'll take you through all the different that you can do yourself and then watch the playback and and compare your self-tape to the sides with other people and our notes with everybody. Yeah. So it's really exciting. It's it's like the culmination of this year. You know, we took self-tape May and self-tape Slay and put them together and wanted to offer it to everyone
1: yes and that's on pre-order right now and and it will launch in january it'll be ready to go so our pre-order we're having a really nice sale on the pre-order so if your listeners put in master 25 they're going to get 25 percent off the whole course which is great and And then the other one we did, which was a nice partner to it, is Content is Confidence. I talk about it all the time on the podcast. It is all the different tools and ways into character. After interviewing 500-plus actors on the podcast, I always ask, what's the first few things you do to get into character? And then after studying, I've studied all over the place. And I've never – you know when you, like, sign up for a new acting class and you're like, what's the technique? How long, Somebody just tell me what the technique is so I can figure it out, and it takes okay. months or sometimes years to figure out, like, what is this technique to get into character? Um, I just put it all into one course. So when you get an audition, you can look at – it's 30-plus different tools and techniques into character. So it's not that you have to use all 30. You can use one or two. So if you have an hour, it's nice to, like, go to that checklist and be like, oh um, – Did I, do I want to go in, do I want to start with this character and their trauma bonding and their healing, or do I want to go with their belief systems or the opinion bubbles? Like there's so many different ways in. And then if you actually have the privilege of bringing a character to life, how do you continue to work on them past that hour? And that's the thing I always say, the ladder of going up the stairs and acting with characters, there's an endless amount of research and development that you can do. So, in this course, it literally has, like I said, 30-plus tools. So when you have that opportunity to be the lead of a show or be a series regular and you really want to deepen that character, these you can just continue to reference these tools. And also there's sides that will be included in there so you can practice using them. And then there's examples of people when they did a tape with no tools and they just did whatever their they thought. Their first take. Their first take. And then when they implemented just one or two or a couple different of the tools – how much it changed it it was so captivating because at the end of the day it's it's selection it's not rejection when you get a job they are selecting what character you've developed, and even in the classes you'll see you know we might have ten actors that are outstanding it very rarely is that you're not a good actor it's just they're buying what you put together as a character so how do you how do you um put your character together? How do you see, like, a seamstress? Like, I when I worked with Lawrence Fishburne, I was like, wow, 50 years of character building. He is a seamstress. So this toolkit, I'm trying to help people become a, their own seamstress. So then you might still need to coach on stuff, but this is also – Something that the coaching
2: you, session can be so much more fruitful if yes. an actor comes to the table with choices. I feel like a lot of times some of my coachings, it's like they just show up having barely learned the script. And I'm like, okay, we have to start from zero as opposed to like even if you come in with 25%, I, could, I can then pull more out of you if you, if you have a foundation for something.
0: Yeah, I think there's a misconception in um, working the lines versus coaching. Yes. And I think that that gap uh, needs to be filled. In fact, thank you for that idea. I'm going to write a blog post on it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I always say that your coach should be like going to play a game of tennis. You've practiced playing tennis, but when you go and you're going to play with your coach, you're going to hit the ball back and forth and have different ideas. But if you have no idea how to play tennis and you haven't like ever picked up a racket, then you're, you're going to be teaching somebody how to actually even play tennis versus playing a damn good game. And then being like, Oh my gosh, I have all these beautiful ideas. I've built a house for this character versus just you know, showing up and, and just staring at it. I I just feel like there's so much more. And I want to like Anna and I always go back to wanting to incentivize an artist to have their own agency, to be able to be like, okay, this is the character that I'm building. I love when I coach people and when we have classes and we see people do the same set of sides and I'm like, Oh my gosh, option A was amazing. Option B was amazing. Option C was amazing. And then you can give notes to even, Deep in A and B and C, but I like them all staying in their authentic lane of how they've created the character because, again, it's selection, it's not rejection. Amazing. Yes. And that's also on, it's a pre order as well right now, and it's Master 25 for 25% off that course. For both of them. Okay, great. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And they find them all, are they all at putmeonselftape.com?
1: Yeah put me out on self-tape and then also at that one audition, either of our websites. You can get both of them. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Guys, Yay. this was so great. Is there anywhere else you want to lead actors to? I mean, you both have tons of content, but do you want to? think instagram follows or would you like- yeah
2: i would uh, you know follow us on instagram at put me on self tape we announce a lot of our live classes on there so you can join the community um you know you never know there might be a december pop-up class which is just like a quick workout so for i think 25 bucks you just jump in you do a self tape and then we review them and give notes which is really fun that's great (laughs) and then they
0: and then for our actors who are i know some of you are like i actually want to take a class right now the what's my frame find my light what's my frame is available
2: find your light so those are yeah those are more um tech heavy like which you should start now so you can practice before auditions really start coming back. You know, I don't know what pilot season is going to look like, but we the industry is also playing catch up for episodic season that hasn't happened, so I don't think we're going to have such a dead time.
1: Agreed. Agreed, He's hoping Yeah. <laughs> and then at at that one audition, I have new episodes that come out every Tuesday and Wednesday Wisdoms as well, but the Tuesday episodes are always with an actor and we just try to excavate all the lessons that they've learned in their 10 plus year journeys to where they are, which I think is invaluable to be able to compare and um, gather some good nuggets from them and also learn things that maybe you shouldn't do. That's always what I try to do with that one audition.
0: Thank you, ladies, so much. All of of the info for all of this will be
1: in the show notes, guys. Yeah, this is so awesome. Sam, thank you so, so much. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays.
0: happy holidays. And that brings us to the end of today's bonus episode and the last podcast episode of 2020. If you guys haven't already, go ahead and click the link in the show notes that will take you to your Buy One, Get One course. And then you'll get the Find Your Light class and the What's My Frame class. For the price of one. Anna, Alicia, thank you guys so much for sharing so much knowledge with us today. I think you guys can tell these women really have a passion for the business side as well as the artistic side of our world. And uh, I think we can all learn a thing or two from that. I hope this served you guys well as the last episode of this year. I hope you learned a little something as well as just felt a little more at home knowing you have permission to take a break. We earned it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not yet, what I am asking for for Christmas is that you rate and review this podcast. I know it sounds cheesy, but it really means so, so much to me. If you guys could just click on Apple Podcasts and drop a couple sentences in the review, give it five stars. That is all I want for Christmas. that and some spiked eggnog okay <laughs> guys thank you so so much for being a part of the one broke actress family make sure you follow me at one broke actress on instagram and make sure you're signed up for our email subscriber list at one broke i love you guys so much you know you can always find me if you need anything at all and i will talk to you very soon